0: Glad we got to talk Maybe you'd feel like you died. But you know you're not dying. Hi, and welcome back to the Between You and Me podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I have missed you. I mean, it hasn't been that long, but I'm ready to chat with you again. Um, I am switching out my regular coffee today for a smoothie in honor of today's episode. By the title, I'm sure you can imagine what it's about. It's called Anxiety. Um, I just wanted to do a bit of a deep dive about anxiety. I think this talk is going to be hopefully incredibly helpful. I hope that it makes you feel seen, heard, understood, less alone. That's what I always want. Um, As usual, I'll talk a little bit about my personal journey with anxiety and I thought it would be fun today to kind of do a little bit of a wellness vibe. So I'm going to tell you some of my favorite supplements, some of my um, favorite things I do to work, work with anxiety. Um, also a little disclaimer and a little reminder. I am not a professional. I'm not a medical professional. I am not a therapist. So this is just coming from my own experience and I hope you enjoy it. Okay. So I guess I just want to start off by saying fuck anxiety. It is it can be such a loud, obnoxious, all-consuming feeling and experience. The way I look at anxiety, I think part of it is a feeling, but I think it's even more than that. It's it's a mind, body, soul experience. Every part of you is activated. Whether you're going through an anxiety attack or a panic attack, uh, you can feel how it's taking over every part of your psyche. And so I think that it can feel like a battle that you don't know how to, how to win because it's so consuming, right? And it feels like you have no control. And that's a really big part of anxiety is that it makes you feel like you have no control like you have no ability to calm yourself down calm your body calm your mind calm your spirit uh and I think that's why when you hear just take a deep breath you're like fuck you (laughs) I wish I could take a deep breath I feel like I can't breathe right now like I, I and I I just want you to feel seen if that's been your experience or if you relate to that i didn't grow up with a lot of anxiety that i was aware of however severe anxiety and generalized anxiety uh, can be a response to ptsd or a part of ptsd so you can develop it later on in response to things you experienced prior or in earlier years of your life. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, I remember having friends with very severe anxiety and I did, it was one of those things I didn't understand. I had not really experienced that. I grew up doing theater and I grew up on stage and I always had, you know, kind. I was just, I was confident. And so it didn't overtake my adolescent years my childhood years and I had many friends who I witnessed and observed go through their anxiety and I would do my best to support them and help them Uh, but some things you can't understand (laughs) until you go through it yourself and when I started to develop severe anxiety uh it humbled me like it really did I remember having a very strong moment of wow this is what people experience and I am so amazed I can't believe that people walk through life having this type of feeling one second Hello? Hey, Joe. We're almost at station 4. You drop us off and head back, okay? Okay, I'm recording. Okay, sorry. I love you. Okay, love you too. Love you more. Love you more. See you soon. bye. Bye. Yeah, I remember being perplexed and amazed all at the same time and having this realization that, there are many people on this planet who are walking through their daily lives with extreme anxiety and i i kind of kind of bow down <laughs> to those people because i realized how crippling it can be and also how i think when we hear anxiety we're often thinking of negative racing thoughts which is many times only a component to the experience of anxiety and usually someone with anxiety is not just talking about having a negative thought you know they're also having a bodily experience bodily symptoms and many other things that are falling into that so for me I was experiencing very severe panic attacks, panic attacks that lasted a while. Uh, I'd feel like I couldn't breathe. I would be convinced I was about to die. Something bad was about to happen. Um, yeah, I'd feel like I couldn't take a full deep breath, tightness in my chest, um, feeling stuck. I had also experienced dissociation and dissociation Uh, is an umbrella of anxiety so you know there's things like derealization and dissociation and those experiences and symptoms come from anxiety so dissociation is so interesting because it takes you away from the moment right you're dissociating you're not present um and And it definitely has a uh, what's it called? There, it can get more severe, right? So, there's like a why can't I think a sliding scale kind of uh, but when you break that down and you really think about it, it makes so much sense, right? So, it's taking us outside of the body or taking us outside of the present moment, um. But it's attempting to protect you. It's attempting to protect us from perceived threat. So when you dissociate, your body is trying to support you in managing the, the stress or the perceived fear or danger that you are in, which is coming from anxiety. And then we say hi to our friend anxiety. And anxiety to me is like a little tiny mouse inside of you that's like I am terrified of everything and I just want to keep you safe and I don't like change and I don't like this and this is too loud and I'm not sure about these people and you're just hanging out in your room but I'm totally freaked out have we thought about everything that could happen I don't know have you thought about this what about this thing I don't know oh my god you're feeling calm (laughs) I have so many things to worry you about look I have a running list Oh my gosh! I really feel like I think we're dying. We could be dying. Do you know if we're dying? Could you Google symptoms of death? I'm wondering because I'm feeling like we might be dying, and I don't. I love you, and I don't want us to die. We we should. All right, <laughs> <Our> little mousy. <laughs> so when you break that down, <laughs> it's it's an aspect of you that is coming from love, right? it is there to support you. It's trying to protect you. It's trying to save you, but it has a really, really, really silly and dramatic way of doing so. (laughs) And I think it's about mothering that aspect of you, right? And so when you're on a journey of building a relationship with yourself, And I have another episode that's going to come out about this that's not just about anxiety, but you'll realize that all of your emotions are there for you, right? So fear is going to be there for you. Um, Your ego is there for you. Your anxiety is there for you. Your jealousy is there for you. Your anger is there for you. All of those emotions do come from a loving place within you and often a protective place. And so we'll put up our defenses in an attempt to protect ourselves, right? And so when you start to, um, to move through that shadow and go inside of yourself a bit, you'll see things a little bit differently. So that's how I see anxiety. I understand that she's trying to help me out. <laughs> And I understand that she is looking out, right? But it's not that serious. I think that's what's that is part of what's been really hard for me is that it's not an emotion that I can sit down with the way I can other emotions. It's probably been the trickiest one. Of all the emotional experiences for me, I'm like I can do grief, I can do heartbreak, I can do anger, I can do sadness, but anxiety, God, I like, I am trying my best. But when you're experiencing anxiety, it's this like nagging, screaming, like I need something to change right now. I don't feel good. I don't feel good when, when we sit here, and I don't feel good when we stand up, and and you're kind of just you're you're in such a hyperactive state, right? And everything's just zooming and everything's moving so fast, but you just want to jump out of your skin, crawl out of your skin. And that part has been so hard for me because I'm someone who has learned how to sit inside of an uncomfortable emotion and become okay with it. But I haven't really learned that yet with anxiety, honestly. I got past the panic attacks, and I understood that they were coming from PTSD. And so I was able to sit through those, and I got past the very severe dissociation. But it was like grinding teeth. It was like walking through hell. I think it took minimum a year to like truly get through that. And that's a point I really want to make is to remind you that these things don't heal overnight. The most beautiful thing you can do is have the willingness to take care of yourself. But healing doesn't happen overnight. And it's a very deep inside job. It takes time. It takes energy, and it takes effort and practice daily. So sometimes getting to the other side isn't going to happen as fast as you hope. Or maybe it will. Healing is different for everyone, and everyone's journey is different. There is no time cap. So just the fact that you're on it is enough, beautiful enough, worthy enough. And I've had to remi- I've had to remind myself of that, you know, like it's okay that I don't feel a hundred percent better yet. you know. It's okay that I still have anxiety sometimes. It's okay that I still have a panic attack here and there. It's not as severe as it was, and that's awesome. It still can be really scary and intense. My friends and I, we've uh coined a term we call it overstimmy. so like overstimulation because <laughs> i found that that feeling overstimulated is a symptom of my anxiety and also something that will trigger my anxiety i've also found that feeling like i haven't eaten enough triggers my anxiety and uh so, and sometimes I'll just think I don't have enough water or it's all very survival <laughs> type of stuff. Like, and, and it's frustrating, but yeah, I'll start getting dizzy and just kind of start spinning out. And sometimes eating a little something helps, drinking some water helps. Uh, but other times it's just about riding the wave And one beautiful fact about anxiety is that we have something called homeostasis, which is where our nervous system is at its calm state. It's leveled place and you always have to come back there. The same way your body will breathe anyways. You don't have to manually breathe. (laughs) The same way the sun's gonna come up tomorrow is the same way that your body will reach and come back to homeostasis. It is the way things are, it's the natural flow of life and you will make it back. Severe anxiety is essentially a state of fight or flight. It's a response, it's a mechanism. It again is something that's there to protect you but it's there and goes into a very active, heightened state. And it's not gonna stay there. And your body knows you're not in danger 24 seven. It just thinks that you are in that moment. (laughs) And anxiety is also, you know what? I used to say anxiety is a liar, but I don't know if it's a liar as much as it's just an illusion you know, it, it doesn't know it's lying. It doesn't think that it's lying. It thinks it's telling you the truth. It just happens to not be the truth. Maybe you feel like you're dying, (laughs) but you know, you're not dying. (laughs) That's not the truth, right? But maybe your anxiety really, really truly believes that and thinks that, yeah, it's an illusion and it's just, the intentions are good, but it's just a little bit off base, you know, So I think there's also a beautiful practice which is the antithesis of listening to anxiety and it's finding your gut, finding your inner voice, finding your inner compass and this is also something that takes practice but even amidst anxiety and amidst uncertainty and fear your gut is somewhere amongst all of that. And your gut will tell you the truth. And there's so many ways to connect with that part of you. You can do it by journaling. You can do it by writing yourself a letter. You can do it by meditation. I often will just lay down. For me, I feel like my gut is just in my lower stomach. So I'll just kind of put my hands in that area on top of my tummy and see how I feel, see what comes through from that place. And often it's a very calm, serene type of thought. (laughs) So where the anxiety is a racing, extreme, black-and-white thought, my gut or my intuition is usually much calmer and quieter, and it takes a little more effort to locate it and listen to it anxiety is loud and yelling and unfortunately easy to hear like when you're in a restaurant and you're not trying to eavesdrop but you might as well since these people are being so damn loud (laughs) that's kind of how anxiety is but intuition asks you to lean in closer your gut asks you to sorry if you hear my little sister it asks you to listen, to get present. part of building a relationship with yourself is kind of cluing in to all of those parts of you. Let's talk some solutions, some of the things i found that have actually helped. Maybe they'll help you. Try them on for size. Again, everyone's different. Everyone's journey is different and experience is different more than anything else. It's just about a, about having the ability to learn yourself and to spend time with yourself to find out what helps and what doesn't. Uh, if I am somewhat calm enough, enough to close my eyes and maybe take a deep breath, kind of get present in the moment. So this would mean I'm not at like a level 10 or I call it red zone. <laughs> maybe I'm like in yellow zone. Uh, red zone for me is like full blown panic, just that (laughs) and yellow zone for me is you know kind of like a tap 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 tapping of anxiety and I can feel it um and it is uncomfortable and then green zone is all good so maybe making your own zones too so that you can kind of map where you're at right like okay I feel like I am in yellow zone approaching red zone can I prevent going all the way into red zone is there something i can do and then learning like your yellow zone tools and then learning your red zone tools right learning those things you need in each of those places uh mapping that out is so incredibly helpful and a really loving thing to do for yourself so if i'm in a nice little yellow zone and i can calm down one thing i love and this is from uh It's like a somatic therapy technique, which is tuning in with the body. And I'll find where in my body I'm feeling the anxiety. So I'll do a body scan. So let's say it's in my chest. I'll notice that. I'll notice what it feels. I'll I'll kind of maybe name it, right? And then I will scan my body and find a spot in my body that feels safe this is so cool and so valuable because you'll have a moment when you find somewhere else in your body that does feel calm where you're like oh okay it's not everywhere (laughs) you know there is somewhere in my body that's calm and that that in and of itself is kind of a relief so then you'll find that calm spot feel into it maybe list some of the qualities of the feeling and then you'll take yourself back to the anxiety spot feel into the anxiety spot breathe into it maybe call out some of the the qualities and then go back to the calm spot going back and forth slowly but that really helps me because it takes me it, it allows me to get present but it also takes me out of zoning completely in on the spot that feels activated. If I am in a red zone, like I am so overstimulated, I am spinning out, everything is way too loud, way too bright, and I feel like I can't breathe. Part of that sometimes is. W- Waiting through the wave another aspect of it is um lowering the stimulation so getting into a quiet space if i can if it's possible maybe putting in noise canceling headphones if i'm in public but uh, sometimes that's not the, <laughs> the most helpful it helps but yeah let's say i'm at home Uh, so, yeah, lowering the lights, getting something, like, weighted to hold on to. I have a weighted stuffed animal that I just adore, or a weighted blanket would be great. Um, also, like, taking a shower and going back and forth between cold and hot, uh, can be really helpful. Kind of, like, shocks my nervous system. Um... And the thing is, is, if I go into that red zone, and this is a good thing to be aware of, usually there there's a bit of a drop afterwards. If I, if you go that high, if you go into such a intense state of fight or flight, um, oftentimes there's sort of a a depression, and I mean that in like the literal definition of the word, because then you're going down, right? And so then everything kind of shuts down. Yeah, there's like a shutdown. So in that time, I probably won't want to like go out anywhere or talk to anyone. I just kind of want to debrief, relax, calm down. And uh, just allowing yourself to have that. If you need to sleep, allowing yourself to sleep, uh, let your body do its thing. Like I said, it's not, you're not meant to be in fight or flight 24-7. So If your body needs to debrief afterwards, embrace it, allow it. If you're coming off of years of PTSD, of years of being in fight or flight, um, and of being in an overly active nervous system state, sometimes you'll have years of sleepiness, years of low energy, which is something I experienced so embracing that knowing that nothing's wrong with you knowing that it's beautiful because you're coming out of it and you're coming back home to yourself you're coming back to the body and your body's recalibrating what a beautiful thing um some other things that help me a lot one of my favorite tools I just call it anchors so anchors can be whatever anchors you (laughs) whatever grounds you And I think that this can also be people. Uh, What I found in myself and also in others is that anxiety also likes to be hidden. She loves to silently freak the F out and not tell anybody. (laughs) And people are good at hiding it. And... I think that one of the most beautiful ways to take the power of the take the power out of it and away from it is by kind of announcing it, just being like, "I'm having anxiety." <laughs> Something about it like takes the power out of the internal freakout, and uh, sometimes it can be hard to fix fix your brain with your brain that's freaking out. But part of that is finding people who you truly feel safe with. People who have the, the willingness and the love and compassion to hear about what your experience is like, care about what anxiety is like for you, what, what will send you into anxiety, what helps you get out of it. You know, you want to tell people who who are capable of holding space and creating a safe space for you. There's no point in telling someone who's going to discard you, or make you feel worthless, or make you feel worse, <laughs> or make you feel weak. Right? Um, there is nothing weak about having anxiety. My God, if anything, it is such a br- it takes such bravery to live amongst anxiety. Truly, it is not for the faint of heart. It takes courage and it takes bravery. And kudos to you, if that's been a part of your story of this life, in this life. So I have a few friends, my mama and my boyfriend who feel like anchors for me when I'm having anxiety, whether I'm just like overstimmy and they understand. Um, Owen's able to, Owen like knows the signs. He can tell. my mom helped me a lot. She was like the anchor, my rock when it was really, really, really rough. She uh, helped me map out what a red zone's like, what a yellow zone's like. So finding your people, uh, and you don't need a lot. You don't even need more than one. You don't even need that. However, it would probably be really nice and really helpful and really healing. And if it's not people, then maybe it's a blanket that really calms you down a YouTube video, a type of music, a um, a crystal, <laughs> something to grab onto, something that makes you feel really safe, uh, anything like that, that you can call your anchor, and you can use that in the moments when you need it, just to anchor you and remind you you're okay and you're grounded and you're safe. Uh, And then I also wanted to tell you some of my favorite supplements that I take uh, That help me out when it comes to that and maybe they'll help you you can look into it research it on your own Consult your actual doctor. This is just like girlfriend to girlfriend letting you know. What's helped me. Um, I Love magnesium. I like taking magnesium powder in my tea It's just very calming and helpful uh, I like ashwagandha sometimes. I like the straight ashwagandha powder. I also mix that into a hot tea. Very, very, very favorite of all, and I am forever grateful that I found it. <laughs> sounds like an ad. I swear it's not. Is a uh, Pharmagaba. So it's a supplement, and GABA is uh, receptors in your brain that uh, help with calming down and help with anxiety. That was a really, uh, probably uneducated way to say it, but you get it. And it works so fast. I take these chewables, I get them at like sprouts, you can get them at Whole Foods, any health food place. And it is so, it just calms the the racing part of my mind and it allows me to kind of think clearly so that I can help myself calm down. That's part of it, is that when, is that when the mind is racing on top of the physical feelings and on top of everything else, it's so hard to get in between that, <laughs> you know, like swerve in between there and get a calm thought amongst all of that chaos. So... It really helps me be able to do that, and it is—it's—it's it's just nice knowing I have that and that I can use it if I need some extra support, um, need some extra help. And I also love myself a sleepy time tea. One of the one one loving thing I think you can do for yourself is find, especially on a high anxiety day, especially, is find a night routine that feels very calming loving and supportive and it doesn't have to be anything crazy i think people get so wrapped up in like i need the perfect routine i need to do this 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 and this uh mine is just making a sleepy time tea but it's like my little concoction i put a i put a i put a a little bit of this and a little bit of that and it's my anxiety (laughs) wait i didn't even okay that's so funny um Yeah, that's what I put in my anxiety. I usually do a dash of magnesium powder, sometimes, rarely, but sometimes a dash of ashwagandha, um, and either a sleepy time tea or usually sleepy time. And that's my little mixture. And then I'll drink it and just calm myself down and chill out, read a book. Uh, but it's a it's a loving thing to do it's an act of love to yourself and sometimes you know it's about treating yourself like a little kid you know it's about hugging yourself and sometimes it can be so severe and so scary that you have to walk yourself through each moment like okay it's okay we're just you know what we're gonna go wash our face we're gonna take a shower we're gonna get ready we're going to lay in bed, we're gonna pack our bag, whatever it is, just guiding yourself through it, okay, I want you to have three bites, <laughs> okay, two more bites, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's about guiding yourself like that, it's it's self-mothering, anyways, I love you, and if you are experiencing anxiety or have for a long time. I hope this was a good girl chat for you. I hope you just felt seen maybe. Uh, And I love you and thank you for letting me be authentic with you and vulnerable with you. There's nothing wrong with having this a part of your life. Nothing is wrong with you. Nothing is weak about you. You're so strong, so incredible and so capable uh yeah i'm glad we got to talk about this because i really fucking hate anxiety <laughs> but it's a little bit better being able to chat about it and take what take what i've gathered and uh hand it over <laughs> And uh, I've learned a thing or two. I'm not perfect. I'm on a journey of healing, as always, constantly, consistently. Uh, Yeah, I love you so much. You're the best thing ever. Thanks for coming to my little chat. And I will see you in my next episode. Have the best day. I love you. Bye. Bye.